Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Hey everybody, welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. It's Kerry Lacey here again and I would like to welcome all of our wonderful new guests that are listening in on the podcast. I noticed quite a spike this morning in the website which means people traffic to the website which means people are actually starting to look for the podcast now which I think is a fantastic thing I think that's great so I will endeavor to ensure that I get the podcast recorded on Thursday night or Thursday afternoon so that it actually goes up first thing Friday morning so that those people who are looking for it on Friday and there's quite a number of you will actually have a have it available to you so I must apologize it's been a busy couple of weeks uh, but I will certainly attempt to get that sorted uh, first of all, I want to welcome some of our new members or some of our new guests who are listening to the podcast and who've joined up with the website and the mailing list. We've got some lovely folks from Belgium. We've got some gorgeous people coming all the way from um, Austria. And I also managed to get a couple more people from the UK. So welcome, everybody. We hope that you're enjoying the podcast here at 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. I was talking with a colleague of mine this week and they were commenting that there's actually not much around in the way of podcasts so I'm going to try and do a couple of longer ones I've had some people say to me Kerry it'd be really good if you could do a slightly longer part on that that would be good so um, I will do a couple of those maybe once a month where they're a bit longer than 10 minutes so today as I said last week we were doing unity contrast and variety I've already done a podcast on what is contrast so I thought I'd move on today to be what is unity in music uh, I've got a great little handout which will be on the website which has all the information that I talk about today including the excerpt that I play and the score that I discuss. So um, this is a simple question really what is unity? Unity I always say is something anything that refers to things that are the same or incredibly similar. Uh, this includes repetition of motives, uh, perhaps harmonic structures, sectional structures as well as directions. So I just have created a little document that goes through the different types of unity you might find in music. For example, the most obvious use of unity is repetition. And there are so many ways to repeat something. For example, you could repeat a rhythm. And that could be called a rhythmic uh, repeated rhythm or a rhythmic ostinato. You could repeat a melodic motif. Now that could be a melodic ostinato or a riff or it could be a ground bass. You could repeat a single melodic note, just one single note, and that could be called a drone, a pedal point, or a repeated tone. There's also a repetition of an idea between two instruments. That could be called imitation or antiphony or call and response, where the idea is the same. You can also have repetition of sections, like ternary form, for example, which is ABA, where A comes back, or the minuet and trio form, uh, or rondo, A-B-A-C-A-D-A-E or da capo, or del signo, of course. Ritonello form, where it's one section that keeps coming back by the main group. A chorus in a pop song would be a repetition of a section that creates unity, or strophic form, where the lyrics alter but the melody remains the same, melody and accompaniment remains the same. So um, there's that. You can also have unity in orchestration, uh, or the arrangement of the layers, for example. Because orchestration really is the arrangement of the layers. So some of your discussion points might be um, the roles of the layers. So maybe they're being played by different instruments. For example, a melody played by the flute in bells 1 to 4 is then picked up 
and repeated by the oboe in bars five to eight. Now, whilst it's contrasting because it's different things, it's actually unity because they're both playing the same melody. Um, perhaps there's all instruments in the same orchestral family playing in the same section, like the string section are playing something all together, or perhaps the sax section in a big band might be playing a stop chorus. That's a unity in tone colour. Uh, instruments playing an octave apart, that's another good orchestration tip. And articulation markings on repetition of lines. If the line is played by a different instrument, the repetition is um, is correct and along with the same articulations, then something like that might be something you could discuss in orchestration of unity. Um, some people forget about the unity in performance directions, the things actually written on the score, like tutti, which means everybody, or A2, play with two players, or div, divisi or divide. There's still two players from the same family, so that's a unity in tone colour. Uh, dynamic markings, where everybody is fortes or sforzandos or crescendos. Uh, metric modulation, where the time change happens, the time signature changes, but the pulse doesn't, so like a minimum equals a minimum, and it goes from, say, you know, 6-4 uh, to 2-4 or something, and the minimum remains the same. Uh, tempo fluctuations by the entire ensemble, like a writ or a rowl or a crescendo poco poco, something like that, is a unifying force in performance directions. Now, that, that list is, is not extensive by any stretch. It's just a starting point for discussion. Um, and that's all good and well. But if we look at an example, which I've included in the PDF, which is Beethoven's String Quartet Number no. 7, Opus 59, um, I'm just going to play for you... The first page it's it's just sort of section the opening section and hopefully you'll be able to hear this it'll this will make more sense if you actually have the document in front of you but um just to give you a bit of a breakdown it starts with a repeated tone in the cellos uh, which is one single tone being repeated over a specific rhythm and then volume two plays a semi-quaver bass melody and it's a, a leaping sort of combination of leaps and steps and then the viola plays the same repeated tone that the um, cellos played, but it's on a different note. And then violins play the same melody that was played by violin two, but again, it's on a different note. And then there's a series of terrace dynamics where the cello and the viola start with the same rhythmic ostinato, and then the viola joins, and then the violin joins and then everybody plays six semiquavers before they all stop on dot a mint dot a crotch tight across the bar and then the next four bars are a melodic idea played by the whole string section with occasionally um, the odd rhythmic change but the majority of it remains the same and then they all have a quaver rest and then a, a quaver played as a group and then they all play the same rhythmic ostinato or rhythmic material but they have different notes and so they're harmonizing it in four-part harmony so like I said it makes more sense they've also got a unity in dynamic markings because they when the entries come in they're all pianissimo everybody does crescendos they all end on a forte there's a piano dolce they've all got the same articulation markings as each other so it's a good little example to see how so much unity occurs in the beginning of this piece with, with three really or two really simple ideas. So here's Beethoven's String Quartet. Repeated tone. 
this one because of course it's a string section it's a string quartet so you've got unity and tone color you've got unity used all through the excerpt so it's pretty obvious so for those students who are visually based this should help them to identify really clearly repeated tone uh, it should identify how melodies are shared between parts the addition of layers uh, staggering up the fact that everybody's moving in the same sort of rhythm what we call rhythmic unison so this is a really obvious one for students to have a look at. So it's good for year seven, believe it or not, right through to year 12. Um, this example that we that I'm presenting here is one that I have used in year seven and year eight to identify how repetition is used in music. Uh, and the kids that find it to be good because it's a small piece. It's only a very small excerpt, so it's not like it's a whole bunch of classical music that year seven have to listen to so they do like it and they actually like trying to emulate the idea so we then take this task and I say to them okay I'm going to give you you know three instruments and I want you to well, three instrumental lines and I want you to do you know you three instruments get together and I want you to play the repeated tone and I'll give them a solid structure like a pentatonic scale or something and I say to them I want you to play a, a C repeated tone in a rhythm of your choice and then I want you to come up with a melody that uses the pentatonic scale okay and then what I want you to do is I want you to repeat your melody but this time I want you to repeat it on E okay and I want you to do your melody but I want you to move it so it's now on E instead of on C so we transpose it and then I said okay now what I want you to do is I want you to use C E and G and stack up your things and then I want you to come up with a new little melody all of you together and it's a good little activity for the kids to create their own sample, same sort of sample. If you're technology-based, you could do this with NoteFlight or you could do it with um, Flat.io as well. Um, there's lots of online places you could do it with. So um, it's a great little activity to use, even with Year 7 and 8. 9 and 10, of course, you can go into more detail, give them less structure. Say to them, it's got to be in this scale system rather than giving them something simple like a pentatonic scale that you would give you seven and eight. So there's just a cute little um, activity about unity. Hopefully with a little bit of luck you'll find that very useful and your students will find it useful. Uh, next week we'll talk a little bit more about variety, uh, which is pretty easy to recognise really, and that'll conclude that sequence. We've been doing a bunch of uh, work here in the office with regard to uh, looking at video support, more video support, and things of that nature. So look out for that on the YouTube channel. Don't forget, jump onto the website, clarissacustommusic.com.au. That's K-L-E-R-R-I-S-A, custommusic.com.au. This particular document you will find in the access area. So don't forget to sign on. If you aren't a member of the access area, it's totally free. So all you have to do is just sign up and you'll get uh, instant access to that space and all of the resources that are in there along with um, emails to uh, every time that I put something new on the website. So until next time, have a great weekend and I will endeavour to get this up on a Friday morning so all those people chasing it down 
can check it out on Friday. So folks, have a good weekend and I'll catch you next time. For more tips and tricks, head on over to clarissacustommusic.com.au.